0: This is Commerce Talks, the retail podcast powered by Teamwork, the unified commerce platform. Hey everyone, my name is Danny DiNicolantonio, and I'm the host of Commerce Talks, where we shed light on the current retail landscape, where it's headed and all things Teamwork Commerce.
1: Welcome back to Commerce Talks. I'm pleased to introduce Amber Hovius, our VP of Marketing and Partnerships. Amber has been a part of the Teamwork Commerce family for seven years, building out the marketing strategy, business growth, and approach, as well as cultivating a wide array of partnership relationships to drive long-term success within the company. Amber, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. So my first question for you is, what is the importance of unified commerce for retailers?
2: I think unified commerce is everything right now. Uh, As technology's grown and especially with COVID and the pandemic going on, I think that it's more important than ever that there's flexibility within the retail environment and the different systems working together. So, um, you know, unified commerce, when done successfully, removes friction, makes everything seamless. You can do agile things. uh, Like if stores are closed, you can Uh, fulfill from a store that's closed versus a warehouse and and get inventory that would have been sitting stagnant, you know, off the shelves. Um, It allows for uh, curbside pickup, which is, you know, very popular and crucial right now and contactless payments and um, being able to buy online and have the same experience in store, return stuff in store. So I think you know, with the way the retail environment is looking now, it's more important than ever that you know retailers stay ahead of the game and and really utilize
1: omnichannel. That definitely sounds like an advantage for retailers. Um, now, you mentioned the word omnichannel. That's kind of a buzzword within our industry. For listeners who maybe haven't heard of that word before, can you break down what, what is an omnichannel? Yeah,
2: it's really funny from a marketing perspective. You know, that's the buzzword. So you want to use it and you assume everybody knows. But when I started asking around um, and learning and doing a little research about what omni-channel means to our clients, I learned that it meant something different to everybody. Um, Sometimes Omnichannel meant that it was, you know, multiple channels together working. Sometimes it was only e-commerce. Sometimes it was the warehouse and the order management system. Um, Sometimes it was being able to buy online, return in store or stored card information with the payment terminal so that you don't have to put your credit card back in when you return something. Um, So it meant different things to everybody. Uh, which I found very interesting because if people are marketing, we're omni-channel. Does that mean you do everything or only one piece of it? So I think that the really cool systems, the advanced systems like Teamwork Commerce are able to do all of that and tie it all together.
1: That's awesome. So it definitely sounds like uh, Teamwork Commerce having that omni-channel ability makes us just very diverse and, and versatile on the market. Definitely.
0: And for frictionless commerce, you know, and having the end result be uh, impacting the customer experience, um, regardless of what channel that they're on, how, I guess, does Omnichannel impact the customer experience overall to make it, um, you know, efficient and overall better?
2: Yeah. Uh, so I think that we're a little bit spoiled as consumers now. And it's annoying when you go in a store and they don't have your size and they have to call another store and, and find out. And then that person has to go search the inventory and put you on hold for 10 minutes. And then maybe they've got it. And are they going to hold it till you get there? And are you coming today? And, you know, it, it, it's annoying. It, before that was really cool that they could do that. But, you know, nowadays that's an inconvenience. And I've been in those situations where I've said, forget it. I'll just go drive and find it somewhere else. Or maybe there's something similar, a few stores down. And so I haven't bought the the product. So if you have an omni-channel system, you're able to right away see other stores' inventories. You can order it and have it shipped right to the house. Um, You can tell them if you want to go pick it up, there's one one mile away. And just do things that you can't do if everything's fragmented. I also had a really interesting experience um, with one of our shoe clients where I bought an outfit online and then I went into a store And I couldn't remember what color blue it was. And I wanted to know because I didn't want my shoes to be like a weird color that didn't match. And they were able to pull up the exact item that I ordered without me having the receipt by just giving my information of who I was and tell me what it was, show me the picture, show me the blue and show me shoes that went exactly with it. And I wasn't even really planning on buying shoes. So it sold me right then and there. I had to buy the shoes and they made more money than they would have if they you know, couldn't do that. So I think that it's all about customer experience and and making it just easy and more personalized.
1: Amber, how does your, your role is really unique in the sense that you are VP over marketing and VP over partnerships. How do you find that those two roles marry together?
2: I actually love uh, that I am over the two because I think that they are very related. I think one of the unique things that sets teamwork apart is our partnerships. Um, It's, our relationships, our ability to talk to our partners, to get on the phone with them, to help troubleshoot together uh, and uh, in another way, like make the experience of different platform platforms even more omnichannel. If there's uh, an issue somewhere, it's hard for the e-commerce platform to try and solve it without the point of sale. You know, if they're working together or payments in point of sale or whoever it may be, it's quicker to solve those issues. Uh, we can troubleshoot together. We can plan ways to make even cooler uh, integrations together. So I think that being able to have that allows us to market our product better and also go to market together where you can see a full picture of a product versus just what teamwork does or uh, one of our e-commerce partners, Big Commerce. like they know what they do. We know what we do. But if we tell the story together, mm. uh, it makes it a better story. The retailers can see the benefit in the partnership. So I really like that I have the relationships and insight into what our different partners do along with our product.
0: Yeah. I think even, you know, being a part of the team uh, for a little while now I'm getting like that perspective and how it like interconnects and it all like totally makes sense. You know, coming from like an advertising and, and marketing uh, background more recently before coming to teamwork, definitely see how it ties in together. And it's a, a both very two important, um, elements, um, you know, to those relationships and and business development. Um, when we talk about, you know, those benefits to retailers and having that expansive, um, you know, integration network with, um, the various partners that we have in our ecosystem. Um, what are some of the things that you look at in like the strategy when identifying new opportunities, um, to a partner or with a partner?
2: Um, well, I mean, Danny, you've worked with me closely on this as well too. I think that What Teamwork cares about the most is that they're a best-in-breed, top technology-type company. Uh, The retail landscape is always changing and evolving with technology. And one of the things that really hurts them is when a system goes stagnant and they can't evolve with everything else that they need to. And so I think one of the biggest things that lets me know if a partner is going to be a good partner for our clients and for Teamwork is their roadmap. Uh, What do they've got planned? Are they changing and adding new features or is their roadmap a little bit stagnant? Um, And then, you know, after I check out their roadmap and, and their plans and features, I look at, well, what are their current feature sets? What do they do that's cool? Do they have, you know, good APIs and architecture that we can talk back and forth? What's the end result going to be for our retailers? So, you know, we are very selective in who we partner and work with. And a lot of times um, our clients bring stuff to me, which is really cool because they're, you know, in the weeds and dealing with different people. And they're bringing, if they're bringing somebody to me, they're, they're somebody that they recommend. So I know that, you know, they, that that retailer got a good customer experience and has used their platform and feels good about it and wants to integrate it in together for you know the omni-channel experience so um i think that those are probably the top ways that i kind of vet out new partners to add to our yeah. ecosystem
0: and i think some of that opportunity as well kind of becomes a aha moment for you know clients and prospects and things like that to say like oh i'm trying to do this um you know, we're able to kind of provide recommendations, you know, to say yeah. like, oh, we'll check out this, this is how they do it, this is how it integrates, you know, back to us and how the, you know, information and data is transmitted um, to be able to complete that type of feature and, you know, business, um, business case, essentially.
2: Definitely, and it's a new world with technologies. A lot of retailers don't know what they don't know. They, they know that they want to do better, but they don't really know how or what they can change or even options that are available to them. So by us being able to learn what these different systems and hardware and technologies are doing and how we can piece it all together for this you know huge, powerful ecosystem, uh, we're able to better kind of consult and guide them and give them ideas and hear where they struggle and provide ways in which we can help solve that. So it's, it's a really cool feeling, you know, doing the partnership role along with the marketing.
0: So, you know, being in partnerships as well, and having some of those conversations with, um, you know, like a Clavia or Addy and somebody like that, And during these times, you know, with, with COVID retailers are trying to look through a different lens and trying to accelerate what they were maybe planning out for two or three years from now. What are maybe some of the, um, the features or or I should say, maybe the challenges um, that clients and prospective clients have been looking at to help and which partners really have been able to solve for those during these times.
2: During the pandemic, one of the best cool things that I've seen explode has kind of been like the the afterpay and the Klarna and like the payment plan for merchandise. It's kind of like the online layaway type thing, mm-hmm. um, but you get the product first, you know, and, and you can make payments. And I think that is so cool that, you know, our some of our payment partners were ready to roll with that right away and already had kind of have foresight to get that going. And now that it's a big deal, they're coming to the rescue and teamwork's already got it because of our relationship with these forward thinking companies like an ad um, So I personally, especially, you know, from a shopping experience, I think that's great. I see that everywhere now where you have those options when you're checking out, I have people that I know that, you know, are using that and it's saving them during the holidays when, you know, COVID's hitting families pretty hard and stuff. So um I think that because we vet our partners out and check roadmaps and stuff, a lot of our partners have brought really cool things to the table during the pandemic. Like that,
1: you have a really unique um, vantage point into the retail sphere. What do you see as you know the future of retail? Not only from the pandemic, but even you know two, three years down the line, um, what what do you think that looks like?
2: It's so. Up in the air right now, I think. I know that, you know, brick and mortar and stores are always going to be important. The, the customer experience is always going to be important. And I think that, you know, because of the pandemic, um, things like contactless and curbside are going to be more prevalent than they were before. And also ease of use. I actually never used contactless payments until it became a thing. And now all the, you know, store associates are promoting it and telling me how to use it. And I personally didn't use it because I didn't know how and now that you know it's become a common thing i've watched people in front of me in line use it i've had the store associate tell me no just touch your visa to it you know and and I, it's amazing it's so easy that i'm like why did i not do this before it's been available for a while now so i think that things like that got jump started and mm-hmm. and really accelerated um, and and will continue on and i think that you know, with advances in technology, with um, artificial intelligence and different AI, things like that, we'll get m- a much more personalized experience um, with assisted selling and clienteling. Um, I think there's a lot of, of cool things that will be coming with technology as we look forward into this post-pandemic new world of
1: shopping. Right. We have a lot of retailers that are also listening to this podcast. What do you think they need to identify to be successful in this new retail landscape that's emerging?
2: Um, I think that they need to take a hard look at how their business is operating, where their pain points are at, what's taking them forever to, you know, reconcile or um, make changes to, or, you know, how agile are they really if they need to do a sale or, um, change a discount immediately, or, you know, like where, where are they struggling? If they really identify where they're struggling at, then they can get to the next steps and fix it, you know? And I think that sometimes that's hard, especially because like, Tori, you don't know what I do in my department. And, you know, somebody else might not do what market know what marketing's doing. And so if we don't know because we're a little bit, you know, segmented, it makes it hard for me to identify what HR is struggling with or what partnerships, you know, are struggling with or accounting or whatever. So sometimes it's hard to get that holistic view of where, you know, your company may be struggling. And You know, retail consulting can help with that. Different consultants can jump in and look at it more holistically. Teamwork does that. We do functional analysis where we actually go in and dive into the different departments and see what's going on and give advice. Um, So there are ways to do it if if retailers aren't comfortable digging into all the different pieces and seeing, you know, where the struggles are. But I think that seeing the problem is the first step to fixing the problem.
0: Yeah, even think when going back to the customer and the customer experience and, and the marketing aspect to have have the results flow into you from the customer's perspective, perspective to say, how could your experience have been better today? Or how was it today? Would you have preferred yeah. this? Did you, you know, how was your uh, path to purchase? Was it online? Did you come in the store and things like that? Just be able to track and then be able to take that internally and evaluate and then apply it to, Um, their business if applicable. And it's, you know, really a a manifesting and compounding issue.
1: Yeah. How important is that feedback component um, for for teamwork from our clients and our partners?
2: It's everything. Um, I think that it's super important to hear the voice of the customer and hear the voice of our customers, the retailers, and hear uh, the people in the front lines and what's going on, and where they could use a new feature, where they could use some help, or where they're doing great. Um, I think that all that data is very important to figure out roadmaps, to figure out where we can improve and evolve. And that's what Teamwork's all about.
1: Can you give us an example of maybe um, a piece of feedback that our clients or partners have shared with us that we've then gone ahead and implemented into our software? Uh,
2: Yeah, sure. I think that a really cool one actually was given to us by one of our nonprofit clients. They asked us to be able to have the capabilities to um, round up and that extra go to a charity or donated somewhere else. And so we added that feature, that ability in our system to, you know, if you spend. $12.01, $0.99 is going towards charity. It's able to round up to $13. So because we did that for a nonprofit, we actually were able to promote that throughout to the rest of our clients. And that became... Um, very prevalent recently with, you know, the black life matter and teamwork cares volunteer branch and, and trying to do more to help the underserved and different groups to be able to support different organizations and share with our clients, the ability to, you know, add that feature that's already built into our system to be able to do their part and, in, in helping
1: everybody. Incredible.
0: And so teamwork commerce has been expanding globally, um, even further than we are already. Um, So when it comes to partnerships, how does managing those global partnerships vary from just those within the US?
2: I think that it's really interesting and really fun to um, help teamwork expand. We have very ambitious expansion plans um, in the next few years. We're going into 14 plus new countries and we have partners all over the world already. And now that's just growing. So the the cool thing is that we have really awesome partners who attempt to uh, work within you know our time zone as much as possible, and we also do within their time zone. So we try to be a little bit flexible so that we're not you know doing two a.m. three a.m. calls uh, with each other. So I would say that time zones make it for very interesting conversations. But I really like learning the different cultures and um and teaching ours and also sharing like how retail landscape is here versus where it is and what's going on in portugal or italy or uh germany and and learning how it's different in different regions and how uh we all are the same and all are different and so um i think that the partnerships are crucial to that it's very important that you know you learn the local Uh, culture and our partners that are there and have been doing it are, you know, helping us along the way and, and helping us fast track these expansions. So I feel very blessed to be able to be working with such an awesome group of people worldwide.
0: I think that's also, you know, mutually beneficial, you know, to the partners, you know, they're understanding, like you said, our culture, how things are going in retail over here. So if they wanted to, you know, expand, um their footprint, you know, they can kind of, you know, get that education from us and and kind of work and continue towards that business development that we're all, you know, striving towards, you know, working together. That's the point of the, you know, partnership and that relationship.
1: Definitely. Now, partnerships are twofold. So you have to prospect to new partners, but you also have to maintain the current ones that you have. Can you talk to us about how teamwork maintains our partners and what that relationship looks like and how you how you tend to that and continue to cultivate that?
2: Definitely. So we are in the front lines with them, helping get integrations going, solving problems, adding new, cool, innovative Uh, you know, features onto our systems. And so uh, Danny specifically is in the weeds with them as well, like on the day-to-day conversating. And I think it's all about communication and, you know, making sure that you stay in touch with each other. We have become friends with our partners. Uh, There's many of them that, you know, when we're in town, we'll call and go meet up and um, so it's really cool that, you know, we have those relationships, um, but I think it's just all about communication, making sure that we're ready to help when they need help and they're ready to help when we need help. And yeah, it's, it's fun. Do you have anything to add to that, Danny, since you also are a big part of that?
0: No, I definitely, um, can with everything, especially, you know, communication it's, you know, there there's different touch points and, and, you know, setting up different cadences and, and, and really, looking at you know each other's roadmaps essentially and and working together and communication is is key
2: one thing i'll add to that that's really interesting is everybody's communication style is different. I have some that, you know, want to talk once a month, some that want to talk quarterly, some that want to talk every day, some that are via email, some that would rather you text. So I think it's important too, the same as with anybody else that you learn, you know, the channel they want to use and how they communicate and and be flexible to be able to connect with them.
0: Yeah, and something else that I add that I know that we did implement um, this year and we'll continue to use... Um in the years ahead is that we, you know, we check in with our partners on an annual basis to see how teamwork is doing. We want their feedback. We want it honest, you know, we're, um, we take that to heart because we want to strive to be better, um, and continue that relationship and building it. So it's something that we send out as a survey, um, every year going forward and, um, it, it really helps, um, everyone.
1: Yeah, definitely. One thing I'm curious about Amber is something that I really admire about you is you're really good about bringing a lot of key players together, whether that's on your own team or even whether that's on introducing partners to each other. How do you go about um, managing that and helping to, to celebrate that and, and watch that those relationships grow? And it seems like you just see them so naturally and organically. Can you tell the audience about w- what your perspective is on that? I actually, I think it's authenticity. I actually really love
2: what I do and the people that I meet and work with and I care about them and what they've got going on in their lives and the new puppy they just got, the new baby they just had. I actually really love learning about them um, and their personal lives along with their work lives and, and getting to match up people that I know communicate well and have the same interests and and laughing and and being goofy and, you know, just having a good time because sometimes software is boring. So (laughs) you got to (laughs) make it fun. (laughs) So yeah, I think that
1: uh, I appreciate the compliment, but I think it's really just, I love what I do. That's so cool to see how passions can just translate into your own work just so naturally. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, thank you so much, Amber, for taking some time out of your day to kind of explain your role within the partnerships and marketing uh, spheres. Um, We've definitely learned so much. And I know that our listeners have, have probably learned a lot as well. So thanks for coming on to the show today. Thank you. Thanks for having me, guys.